everybody, long time no see. We are here with Easy Anime. We are going to discuss the thing that was super hot super in January. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> a little less little hot late. now. Little late. What is it? It's still it's still February, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're still in February. Still in February. Technically still in February. Uh, talking about Devil Man Cry Baby. Well, it might be March by the time this gets edited. We'll have to see. We're good. We're, <laughs> We're good. good. We're good. We're good. Uh, talking about Devil Man Cry Baby. Uh, just to give you a little bit of context, I have not. I have no experience with. Uh, the Devil Man OVA or the manga. The same is true for Mr. Bradley Ellis here sitting right next to me. The same is true for Mr. Kyle Bossman. So if you were looking for comparisons to the manga or the OVA or the history of Devil Man, we just don't yeah, have we that. Don't we don't have that knowledge or that experience. But we've all seen the the Netflix original Devil Man Crybaby and have a lot to say about it. Uh, just before we get started on anything, don't give me too much. Give me Give me just a general... Very quick, how did you feel about Devil Man Cry Baby before we set up the rest of the show? Uh, I like it. I don't think I like it as much as everyone else, though. So. Okay. I think there are a lot of people that don't like it. Mm. So I'm curious to to get that. All right. It's one of my favorite kinds of shows. Yeah. And I didn't see it coming from the beginning, Ben. It was one of those shows, and I don't know if you went through this experience, where I felt like I liked it at first, but as it built and as it got to the conclusion, I ended up falling in love with it. Yeah. And then I was rewatching the first episode today, and there were things in the first episode that I appreciated in a way that I didn't originally, and it made me love it Absolutely. even more. But you might be asking yourself, for those of you who have no idea what this show is, uh, Devil Man Crybaby is... A show, it's directed by Masaaki Yuasa, who I have not seen. People keep telling us to watch Ping Pong. They keep telling us to watch Tatami Galaxy. Tatami Galaxy was actually in one of the earlier Easy Anime polls. I have not seen that stuff. He's very highly regarded. You know what? They, people tell me to watch Ping Pong all the time. Yeah. Hmm. I'm yeah. actually much more inclined to right now. Because of Same your experience director. with Devil May Cry, baby. Yeah. yeah okay. Ping Pong I'd been curious about. I'd been really curious about Tatami Galaxy, the way that it looks. Uh, looks super intriguing to me. I'm kind of with you after watching Devil May Cry Baby. I'm even more interested in it. And I think this show, on a basic level, is kind of easy to summarize, but there are a lot of layers to it. And that summary is... <laughs> Devils come, demons come, and they infiltrate the world, and they try to take it over. And there is somebody named Akira who is not a devil, is not a human, is a devil man, is a mix between the two. He's, a, he's a, somebody who has the powers of a devil, but is able to retain his human heart, uh, who fights against, basically, this, this devil invasion, and uh, is kind of manipulated and betrayed by uh, a good friend of his. And before we get any farther, I'm, I, as soon as I said betrayed, I'm stopping myself. There are going to be huge spoilers for this, oh, kind yeah. of right out the gate. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be diving into the meat of the show and a lot of the big moments I want to talk about because I think they're so important. And so if you haven't watched Devil Man yet, it is on Netflix, Devil May Cry Baby. It's 10 episodes. It doesn't take that long to get through. I think it's really cool and it's worth your time. But this is your, your kind of final warning for a lot of the big moments that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Kyle, I want to start with you. I have so much that I want to say, but I want to start with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you said you liked the way that this show presented itself. You said you liked the way that this show unravels. What do you mm -hmm. mean by that? All right. So we have our anime boy. Uh-huh. He's, he's in a home that isn't his home. So he's got a sister who it's okay to like love the sister because it's not really his actual sister. Mm -hmm. Pretty much so. Yeah, you Dude. know, there's just there's a standard anime setup. He's a special boy. Yeah. Only he has this power and he's special and he's got to keep it a secret from everyone at school. Yeah. yeah. But he's really cool at school. Like there's so much in the beginning where it's just like, oh yeah, I've seen this a thousand times. Right. Uh. It was hard figuring out where this show was going yeah. at first. Yeah. Um, because if you, I think if you look at like the last four and especially the last three episodes and you compare them to the first three episodes, the scope and what it was trying to do and the characters it was involving really surprised me. Uh, but <laughs> you, you talk about it being typical. What I like about it, you, you talk about this boy and he's such a smiley boy. Is yeah. how I describe Akira in the first episode before he gets this Devilman power. Uh, he's kind of meek. Uh, there's this really kind of brief interaction with 
this girl that you're talking about, mm-hmm. this girl that he's living with, Miki, who he obviously has a crush on, uh, where she's like, hey, you should get a phone so you don't have to watch porn on the living room computer and clear your history. And he's all meek and he's all cowardly. How do you feel about how Akira changes from this this kind of typical character that you're describing? How is he in his day-to-day life beyond his supernatural powers uh, once he gets these? Uh, that second day where he's at school and like yeah. the girls are all swooning and for some reason he is. He's like he's sitting in like the auditorium just watching some naked woman on the projector. Yeah. And yep. just like sitting there satisfied with himself. Like it is funny. It's like comedic. It's just like yeah. insane confidence yes. he achieved. It's it's that element of like he's the coolest kid in school, but it's like, let's make this stupid. Let's right. take yeah. this another stupid step. And it's like, oh, he's that's like funny. Eating enough. a bunch of like food really fast. Yeah, and then everybody it. loves that he can yeah. eat so fast. Like that's so funny. I love that. Yeah. I, what I like about it is it feels like there's this this layer of of honesty with Akira that wasn't there before where you know you have this kid who's kind of embarrassingly clearing his porn history now like he's letting there's a close-up of his crotch and he's watching porn yep. and he's fantasizing like do you remember the scene where he wakes up and there's just like that explosion of semen on a ceiling yes, yes. He, yeah. he these these desires He's no longer hiding, but like wrapping around himself in a way that you're like, oh, you th- you had this in you all along. Now it's just kind of being revealed through uh, your devil man abilities, which I really like. And I do think it's it's really cool. This is the one thing that off the top was different uh, before we got super different is the thing that makes him a special boy. The makes, thing that makes it that he won't become a devil mm-hmm. is he's emotional. He's very tied to his human heart and he's right. willing to cry. And right. so our hero, the, he's a devil man crybaby. He's a crybaby. Yeah. He's willing to cry, and that's what makes him special. Yep. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, when you talk about that crying, what, what this show does so often, like there's a show that I'm going to be talking about uh, during recommendations, and a lot of anime do this, where when they have to explain something, they, are just, they just have two characters sitting at a table or driving a car just talking to each other. And that happens, like you have Ryo and Akira talking to each other, but mm-hmm. a lot of times, like they don't explain what the crying is all about right away. They show Akira yeah. crying again and again, but you don't really get the full context for it until the end. Uh, I, I think especially once you have Miki giving that like impassioned speech over the internet about who Akira is yeah, and yeah. why he's crying, uh, that's like... That's an emotion that gets a lot more meaning over time. And when I really like throwing that. stuff at him, right? That's yeah. the scene? Yeah. Got it, yeah. Yep, throwing the rocks. Uh, and he's just sitting there taking it. Um, you talked a lot about Akira. We've talked kind of a little bit about his transformation, but I think it's also important to talk about Miki. And Brad, I'm going to throw this to you. Sure. Uh, Miki is kind of this idealized high school student yeah. where she's really pretty and smart. Everyone loves her. Right, kind of this source of envy, obviously the crush of Akira. What do you think Miki's role in the story of Devil Man Crybaby is? Miki kind of was like, I feel like uh, Akira's kind of like Sherpa in a sort of sense, kind of guiding him through the adventure, trying to... She was like, what... How do I say this? She was like the influence on him that I would say kept him from going down completely opposite path with Rio. Mm-hmm. Like there were two different sides of a coin. I feel like she was the the better side for him to have a normal life, which she kind of wanted to live like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you agree? Do you think that uh, Miki was kind of tethering uh, Akira's heart and like bounding him to this normal life and not letting him go too far with this, this devil man instinct? Yeah. And I think like, I think story wise, uh, the episode where she's like naked the whole time is actually kind of important. Yeah. Uh, because it's this whole thing where like it sets her up as this one who needs to be protected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like a it's a reason for Akira Him. to be a good guy. Yeah. Um and uh man, I forgot that like it ends with uh Rio that's like about to shoot her, and it's like, no, don't. And it like set, it sets up a lot of things in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, to just have it have it ripped away in, in a moment where you don't expect it is is 
Uh, not it's a, set up so well. It's set yeah. up so well. I, oh, I, that's such an important moment. Um, she's running, and you think she's going to make it. Yes, I want to. I want to circle back around to that. Okay. I do uh, because I think there's so much to unpack. But I, from what I mean to say though is, I think she's there for that reason. For that scene is why she exists yes. in the first place. Yes. Uh, but I want to. I want to circle back to this theme of of honesty sure. as well, um, because you see a dramatic change in Akira's personality. Uh, when he's human from when he's a devil man you see that with many other characters as well uh the other character named Miki Miko yep. uh the other the other runner uh where she too when she isn't a devil man uh she is kind of reserved and there's all of these feelings that she's repressing anger and then when she becomes a devil man you have this character that's so much brasher so much more confident um isn't playing second fiddle to anybody the way that she was before, arguably, to Miki. Uh, and you have this really beautiful scene where she, like, confesses her hate, mm-hmm. her jealousy of Miki. And what I like about Miki's character is she's somebody who doesn't become a devil and doesn't really change. Like, she's good at the beginning of the show, and she's good at the end. And she's just... She knows that people look up to her. She knows that Miko hated her. Um, but that that doesn't change her and she's kind of like the most consistent character arguably you could argue that satan is also very consistent but she's kind of like this through line where she's kind of this ideal of what humanity could be mm-hmm. and i think that's really important with the broader themes that the show is talking about especially when you see so many characters in the show like betray others or take power for their own advantage or abuse others like she doesn't do that and i think you need her. You need a character like her, uh, who's kind of that 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 like that like test for no. This is this is what it means to be a really good human. This is why Akira cares so much about her and is so distraught uh, when she eventually gets murdered. Uh, and let's talk about that. Let's sure. talk about that because that to me that was the most emotionally impactful moment in the show. There were a couple of others that I want to bring up, uh, but Miki just gets straight up murdered. Uh, Brad, can you kind of set the scene for us, so, how the show has evolved to get to that point? Okay, so show is super hyper-violent, yeah. but in a good way for, I think that's what made it so impactful, is how she dies is super violent. Uh, so pretty much she's running away. There's another dude that comes out with a knife. She runs, you're hoping she gets away. Just kidding, she gets stabbed in the back. There's blood everywhere, she dies. Then you see later her like corpse up on sticks, everyone's celebrating her death. It's just like yep. the most horrible thing see to happen to this girl, this sweet, nice girl who tries to do her best and uh, Akira's love relationship and you just see him snap at it. Oh, God. Wait, what, what was the other part? I forgot. Um, no, just kind of just kind of set the scene. How did that moment happen? How did that moment uh, build um, up? Well, everyone... So at this point in the story, everyone knows that there's demons kind of throughout the world or devils. Yeah. And they know they're hide within humans, so everyone's kind of turning on each other, thinking mm-hmm. everyone's human or demons. There's chaos going on in the world, and these people, like this lynch mob, essentially comes to their house to kill them all. And so they're fighting off all the guys that are coming in. Everyone, uh, the like the the rap guys, the guys are rap throughout the show, which yeah. I really love that they rap throughout the show. It's yeah. amazing because <laughs> so those those freestyle raps they were done by actual rappers. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, and it just yeah that those. Those raps and you essentially see friend turning on yeah. friend in that situation yep. and people turning on each other in violence. It's insane amount of violence. Disturbing violence, I would say, in this show. Yeah. Um, at this point in the story, this is episode nine, uh, demons uh, have have been openly revealed to the public yep. and it's create, they've created a lot of distrust where humans basically think that anybody could be a demon uh, and they're just shooting people in the streets uh, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of hate there's a lot of violence uh, that has just kind of completely enveloped the world and Miki has invited these people over to her house um, and the the members of this group this rapping group that you're talking about a couple of members like betray her yep. and bring a mob yep. over to the house so they can kill so they their demons Miki, yeah. uh, and Miko because they're expect they're uh, believed to be demons and that is exactly what's happened. Um, Kyle, you said that Miki's character had been built up for this moment, for this death. Uh, what did you What did you mean by that? And how do you think this moment affected the rest of the series? Uh, so, 
in most stories, in most any story, uh, she's going to get saved. Mm-hmm. Devil Man's going to get there right in time. She's going to get saved. Everything's good, you know? Uh, but it, I think it's super important that uh, she's just killed by normal humans, right. normal scared humans. I think the story itself uh, just has very little compassion for human beings. Yeah. Uh, the perspective is uh, humans are just bad. Humans are trash, trash yeah, through and humans, through. Yeah. Uh, there are some with compassion, but they will lose in the end. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, it, it does. The lens is nice. You know what I mean? It, we're meant to like Miki. We're meant to like Akira uh, because they are good people. Uh, but to see them torn down is sort of the point uh, yeah. that they're not victorious in, in, in those situations. Uh, to, to see the boy, I forgot about the scene until right before we shot this. Yeah. The little boy. Her brother, Miki's mm-hmm. brother. Her boy, it, it just eats his mom and he's yeah, like crying even right. though he's a beast. He, yeah, yeah, he knows. Oh, he like, can't man. help himself, yeah. Uh, I can't believe that happened in the, the show. And the, yeah. dad, the dad that. sees it yeah. and he's like thinking uh, about shooting him and he can't yes. do it. Then yeah. he gets shot immediately right after. Right, because like some like, police oh. officer arrived. Yeah, that is another moment that I want to kind of discussed and elaborate on and you guys have already brought it up uh but it ties into with this question that i have where you're talking about how this show is expressing this this kind of hatred for humanity these these demons uh like this is a character that could have been saved but isn't and is just brutally murdered in the most horrible way Mm -hmm. head on a stick dancing in front of the flames akira comes he has nothing but tears uh, uh, head on sticks with characters that you've seen and liked earlier. Before, right. yeah. yeah, I think right. that's really important. And yeah. distorted, yeah. and you're seeing like just really creepy silhouettes of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I want to ask you is, there are other shows, there are other stories that kind of have this hopelessness, uh, but I would say these darker shows that present this hopelessness, where characters that you that you've been built to care about die, I think they establish that a lot earlier on and you were talking about Mickey uh, like in the second episode where she's saved where where devil man basically is the hero and he does is that uh, the second episode I believe that is the second episode Crazy. where right. he's uh the the sleazy paparazzo takes her yeah um and he comes in and he saves the day and Rio is like hey you shouldn't do this you shouldn't trust any human mm-hmm. uh we kind of have this expectation that maybe that's what's gonna happen throughout the rest of the series at this point yeah how do you think Devilman builds up these emotional moments to give them weight so that when Mickey dies, it actually means something to us. Uh, that scene Brad talked about, or sorry, you talked about when, when she's messaging everyone. By the way, I really like the the use of social media in this mm-hmm. show. It's yeah. actually it's actually really cool, uh, just in a way that it, it makes everything relevant and it, it speaks to what is true today, you know? Um I think that moment was important. I think earlier on in episode nine, uh, uh, Akira is having internal monologue where, like, he says like how important she is yeah. to him. Uh, <laughs> and what's you know, I think we talk about every time I'm on this podcast, I talk about how like they always tell you not to do inner monologues and they're lazy, but I love that anime just does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. You know, like let's just hear what his thoughts are. Uh, I think that's that's so good. Um, Ben, basically, yeah, I, I think having that, you, you're you shredding away hope. So basically, yes, it's so interesting the way this show devolves. And just like, so this, you have this idea of where it goes, that he's going to be fine. He's just going to kill demons yeah. part time. He's just going to go through school like normal. Yeah. And then just like, oh, that's never going to be normal again. Yeah. But, but we still have this. And it's like, oh, school's never going to be normal again. That family's never going to be normal again. But mm, we still got Miki. We still have her. It's okay. It down, yeah. And even in that scene, Miku is her name? The, the other jogger? The other one? Uh, Miko. Miko. I mean, her got name it. is Miki, but they okay. call her Miko. Miko. Got yeah. it, got it. Okay, so uh, Miko, even like she sacrifices herself to save Miki, Miki in that yep. moment. And you think, and, and okay. She's, she's like pleading, like, let her live. Yes. Yeah. And you think that was the moment. You're like, okay, oh, that was sad. And then she's right. like, oh, no, Miki too. Right. And so, yeah, I just think that it's ever. It's always just playing on expectations. It's playing yeah. on what we expect the entire time. And so, Ben, if this show started off with hopelessness, mm-hmm. if this show started off just like saying humanity sucks, demons are everywhere, it would not have that impact. Right. Exactly. But because it started off in Jolly Animeville, yeah, then oh it hits God. harder it turn, by yeah. the time we get to episode nine. Because in episode one, you have the rappers coming on the dock, and you and you, what they're rapping about is actually kind of 
they're they're expressing frustration but yeah. the the way that it's like spliced into the show you're right it does kind of create this this sensation of jolliness uh and you used a term that i really love where you said shredding away hope and i think what makes devil man crybaby so remarkable is that it is playing on our on the viewer's own assumptions i think the reason why that buildup and that eventual devastation hits you so hard is because you've kind of been toyed with to assume the best. Uh, like, th- those rappers, they're sort of, like, shown to you and then shuffled off to the side, and you're like, oh, yeah, they'll probably be friends until the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people, the, the, the other track star that gets exposed and is running around the track field killing everybody that Akira saves, you kind of think to yourself like okay he saved him he's shown him a good thing he's gonna be on our side he's gonna be on our side (laughs) yeah just kidding Uh and i think it is it is kind of this this play on i've seen this story before i like maybe it's gonna get dark maybe some sad things are gonna happen uh but i assume this kind of like basic level of goodness and then it doesn't happen and the way that they betray you it's not this big drawn out thing there's no monologue of intent it just happens at the most opportunistic moment and i think that's what makes it so devastating yeah uh i remember the feeling after episode nine is over and it's like what why should i even watch the last episode yeah. what are they even gonna what's the point because they, they kick you in the balls again. Because yeah. not only, but pre-credits, do they have Akira crying yeah. in front of the flames? But what's after the credits? Oh, I don't. I usually stop out of the credits. Oh, is he where he puts the head in the the grave? I can't remember. No, it's this fantasy of Akira on a motorcycle oh. with Miki like holding lovingly on. Oh, holding right, right. on to that him. That is the credits. That's like the entire yeah. credits oh, yeah. okay. episode. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's sad. Wait. Okay, I said post-credits. Maybe it is during the credits. I think, yeah, but, I think the credits roll over that, yeah. But the point still stands that yeah. it is this like one-two punch of not only are we going to take this thing away from you, we sh- we no. show you what it Dude. could have been yeah. in a more normal way. The show world. is yeah. like them elevating Akira to like a state where you want to see him succeed. Yeah. Then they're just beating you down as a viewer the entire time watching all these terrible things happen to him. Mm-hmm. And you don't want them to happen to him. That's why... It, you felt that moment where Miki died. You're just like, no, I wanted this to happen. I wanted yeah. them to be happy. And it is it is not a happy ending in any way for anybody in this show. Yeah. Uh, you brought up the use of social media. Yeah. And uh, you, have, you have Miki sending this deeply positive message. But what the show does is it shows you comments mm-hmm. of other people mm-hmm. and how just shitty they are. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that is something that Devilman Crybaby taps into that I really love is there's kind of this turn where Rio is so confident that as soon as the demons get exposed, that everybody's just going to turn against each other. It's like there just was a fuse that needed to be lit. Like there was already all of the shittiness there. And this was a catalyst. It, it wasn't, it was an excuse for bad people to do bad things. And I think because the show plays into it, it's so effective. And why these sudden betrayals work is because Devilman Crybaby has a kind of cynical view. And it lets you know what that cynical view is. Um, and we talked about like, there aren't a lot of, of statements of intent. Like there's no grand like designed for a lot of the awfulness just happen that happens. It's just kind of awful on its face, but they do choose to uh, extend certain scenes. Uh, and one of those scenes is when the younger brother dies and that moment, like hit me like a truck. Yeah. Did it hit both of you like a truck? Yeah, I know Kyle, you love you that family. It. Yeah. When the little brother is eating his mom. Why, why did that work for you? What was, what was special Dude, about that? It's scene? because, he had the demon inside him and he couldn't control it, but he was aware of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You see him like slowly just eating. You see his mom's legs and his mouth just kind of like munching on her and you see tears running down the, the face of the the demon who is now the boy. Yeah. And you see the dad, dude. Yeah, the and dad. Le- leading up to it, you... <laughs> We as the audience see him with mascara on. We know, oh, the little yeah, boy's so the like changing slightly. <laughs> I yeah. love that that's the, the yeah. change. Yeah, and Recognize. it's kind of funny, right? It's funny, like, yeah. oh, he's a little devil man. He's now. a that's devil cute. man in a fight. Yeah. Uh, then he eats a dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's already super sad, and the mom's like, oh, we have to go. I'm taking yeah, you. We have to leaves go. the family as yeah. like a, as a loving mother would, as just like I'm still in love with my boy. I still love my boy. We gotta go. We have to like have to protect him. That's already so sad. And the dad, of course, wants his family together. Oof. 
and they're just in church and she, I almost think like she like fed him willingly, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Mom, I'm hungry." You yeah, know? she's like, like, "You can eat me," kind of thing. Oh, oh, but you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, don't know. and oh. she's like, "Come on, let's go back to that tent." The way that they draw that scene out, it's not like it's not like the little brother becomes a devil and then goes on a rampage, which is something no. that we've seen before in the show. Uh, basically, it is like, "Oh, I know what you are, and this is terrible." Let's try to resist this as long as possible. And you have a mother. We've seen a bunch of characters who, like, will kill even if they're not sure that other people are devils. But you have a mother mm-hmm. that's like, I still accept you. You're still my son. Yeah. And he knows this, and he appreciates it, and he still eats his mom. Yeah. And that's the worst. But then you have the father come in, and this scene goes on for a painfully long time. You're right, where, where he's, he's holding pointing the gun, the gun, gun. Yeah. at weeping. the kid, yeah. and he's like, "Do I shoot him? Don't I?" I thought he was going to pull the trigger like soon. I thought it was going to be kind of a quick thing, but it yeah. just goes on such. And you see and, the turmoil. Yeah, the you dad. see you see the turmoil, and then you see like the the, the dad just get shot up by people who are not involved in the situation yeah, some, at like, all. Task force or and it's just like a layer of tragedy on top of another layer of tragedy on top of another layer of tragedy. And what's remarkable is that I feel like they invest you in these characters in such a, sh- a short amount of time, despite the fact that they're drawing out these scenes. Like, you didn't care about Miki's dad before. You didn't care about Miki's mom before. You did not. You're right. That's like, funny. Like, her little brother was basically just comedic relief up to that point. Yeah. And so the fact that this show is able to come in in the span of, like, one episode, get you invest in their characters, I think is really remarkable. Yeah. I but I think so the cool. show did a good job of making you like the parents because they talk about how they take care of Akira and everything like that. Sure. Because his parents travel all the time. Yeah. But they're willing to do this for him. They're, like, good parents to their children and everything. Like, they treat Akira like a member of the family. Yeah. And you just see tragic things happen to good people. It hurts. Yeah, it absolutely does hurt. Um, we've talked about the beginning of the show, and we've talked a lot about the end of the show. I'm going to talk a little bit about the middle. Okay. Um, so, obviously, the beginning, you have Akira becoming a devil man. At the end, you kind of have the world being swarmed by malevolent forces. Uh, but in the middle, you have kind of more... They're connected. They're building up to a broader thing, but kind of more individual stories. Uh, you have... Uh, Celine, the the very sexualized demon, yeah. demon who is in love with the demon that Akira is wrestling with, Amon. They have a battle. Uh, you have Akira's mother and father getting yeah. consumed by another demon. Uh, you see their faces communicating with Akira before he kills that demon. How did you feel about these two stories in particular in relation to the rest of the series? Did they Did they work for you? Did they not work for you? How did you feel? So, uh, her Celine is her name, you said? Celine, yeah. Yeah, I believe so, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, when they're like... <laughs> it's funny, Amon, the demon he he inhabits, like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, right. But I think that the way that those characters hype him up, basically, that he is he was the number one demon, it kind of sets up that, like, Akira is so emotional. He's, like, the only person who could possibly not uh, let Amon, Amon take him over. Um but yeah, I, I actually I like that those that thread is set up. I do think that his parents are underdeveloped. Absolutely, his, his doctor they're just parents. gone most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And so you're not like you just said. I was sad about the parents I didn't care about at, at episode nine. Um, I I was not sad about the parents I didn't care about in that episode at the airport or whatever. So let's take a look at this because I think on, on paper, if you just look at this in isolation, yeah, you have a demon coming and. You, they do kind of set up this, this like, hey, you know, Akira is living with these other people. Uh, his parents are far away. Maybe you, you sense some kind of longing there, some, mm-hmm. some, some strain because of the distance. But before that can get resolved, these parents are consumed by a demon and their faces are like crying out in agony toward their son. I think on paper you could see that hitting Wait, you like a ton the of dad, The dad becomes the demon, right? Does the d- yeah, the dad becomes the okay. demon, I think, and kills like the I mom. Know you, you see the mom's, see you see the mom's, mom's face. face. I might yeah. be getting this completely yeah. incorrect. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, it was the, yeah, de- it like the dad. Because he was killing all the people on the bus. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? Kind of thing like that to him. Is it that the dad can't control the demon that takes him over? Yes. Okay. All right. The demon is in like full control. Got yeah. it. Perfect. Uh, but the point still stands. You, you have like this demon 
this father getting taken over by this demon, you have this this mother being consumed by the demon and her face crying out to her son. Yeah. I think it sounds like something that could be really dramatic, really devastating, but Kyle, it sounds like to you it wasn't because they weren't developed. Why weren't the parents developed? How could that have been made to hit you a little bit harder than it did? So we talk about it shredding away the hope, right? Yeah. Um, like a it's like husk, peeling an onion Husking corn, yeah, peeling, mm. a, peeling onion. Uh I don't know if we ever had any hopes for his parents. Hmm. I don't know if we ever had any hopes that like, oh yeah, I really hope he gets back with his parents and they have like a little fun, fun family together. Right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I don't think that, yeah, I mean the show keeps going after his parents are dead and he's pretty okay. Yeah. You know? And so like, <laughs> I wonder if it's kind of important that it wasn't a big deal because he needs to keep going because we almost still need to believe this is a normal show after that episode. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I, I wonder if it's a lessened impact because the show has to keep going. Is, yeah, because it is. Well, in the middle, I think you know? it's like they're his parents. Yeah, but they don't feel like his parents. Probably to him, exactly. Like Nikki's sure. parents feel like his parents because they do take care of him. They're his real parents are just kind of gone the whole time. Like you get a few scenes of them like learning how to tie his shoes or something like that, but you don't see much of anything else from that. Right. And what do they say? Yep. They're just like maybe when you're older you can come with us. Yeah. And it's they, like that's yeah. kind of mean. Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of laugh off every exit. Yeah. yeah. Brett, I, I completely agree with you. If you're gonna like develop this tragedy with the parents, we have to sense that something is lacking within Akira to make us feel anything. Mm-hmm. But Miki's family is treating him great. He has everything. Yeah. He doesn't seem all that sad about it. He has Miki, uh, and so it's it's like. The storyline in the middle, and he's and Akira is like really sad at the end. Yeah, that that he kills this demon that is that has taken over his parents. Uh, but then it's just like the next episode. Okay, we're not dealing with any like fallout from that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any yeah. deep lingering effects for yeah, the rest of the right. show. Kind of moves along. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, I think that's a that's a point of contention for me with Devilman Crybaby is when I think about the moments that really stand out to me. I think about that scene at the club where Akira transforms just from like a visual level that was like so amazing and intense Mm. and awesome. And I think about the end and I think about the tragedy and I think about the way that it builds and it takes these ideas and turns them into like ideologies competing against one another. I think it does that really well. And just like the middle, I can kind of cut out. And you said that Celine builds the mythology of Akira. And I like that. And I think that's true, but I wish we had something to attach that mythology to. Like, Amon is really nothing beyond a name. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know how you would do that, but, like, even the way that they develop Rio's past, where the, the researcher, like, lights himself on fire... That's a pretty amazing moment. moment that kind of hints at us, like, hey, there's a lot more going on with this character. I wish there was some sort of physical connection to Amon like that, that that gave us more than well, just a name and I used to Yeah, because they kind of just drop it. They do. They that. just drop it. Yeah, it's just gone. Like, in the final battle, I don't feel really feel like it has a lot of consequence, and it's not something nope. that Akira is, is wrestling with. You know, mm-hmm. for being this big demon that Selene is lusting after, uh, it's not creating a lot of turmoil within Akira. So I think that, yeah, it's basically there to be like, uh, Amon's the man and Akira like has the man's body, right? Mm-hmm. When, when uh, I forget what the, the other guy is who's like hanging out with Serene, who's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. like the second he's like, man. hey, I'll sleep with you. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you're not man enough. Like that's right. like, oh, Amon must be the man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the whole point. Ben, I think the point is to make Devil Man, make Akira like just super powerful at a point where like he can rip apart any monster and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so like once he's there, the show says like you can be this strong and it still won't matter. And so that's what I kind of like is how powerful he is, but still so powerless, still so powerless against everybody's suspicions about everything falling mm-hmm. apart around him. And he's like trying to convince people he's still powerless against all that. So yeah, I think like his strength levels being off the charts, him not having any struggles with taking over the body, I think is okay. Mm. Because it's like that's not what this that's not his actual struggle. Mm. His actual struggle is not to kill any He's of the dealing, bad guys. Like trying you know? to solve problems that he can't with strength. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I completely buy that. Uh <laughs> that stadium, like with like the monsters rampaging around. It's yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> oh man, that's another one that's like, oh, they can't hide devils anymore. Right. That's like, oh, everybody knows now? That's where the show's going. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's quite a scene. I do think the violence is impactful. I don't think it's ever like there just for the sake of it. What? When do you think the violence was the most impactful? Um, I think in that scene, I think just seeing like high school track kids getting mutilated by a monster. Yeah. Uh, I think as you said, that opening scene in the club is, is like just whoa, hold on. Um, I just and I actually like how it's animated when he's like ripping demons in part uh, in two. Because, yeah. like, they kind of, like, don't bother animating them as much, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just in terms of lines. You know, mm-hmm. they're just kind of, like, broadly drawn figures yeah. that just go... <laughs> yeah, face ripped on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I always like that. I just... Uh, yeah, it's fun. There's, like, an innate joy to watching him kill the demons. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's going to be joyless for you. Like, I, that's not the point. I think the violence is appropriate, though, for feeling the impact of, like, we keep coming to this, but Miki's death. Like, how it's super brutal and everyone around him with the head on the sticks. It made it... Way more impactful and depressing and scary than her just like getting stabbed and her body just being there, like mm-hmm. not chopped up, no nothing. Like he puts her head in like a grave later on in the show. I think that impact of like the violence really kind of goes with like the theme of the show, showing how horrible everything can be. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I've personally ever seen like a raw, grosser depiction of demons in my entire life particularly during that first scene i mean throughout the whole show really but like <laughs> i forgot about the transformations right? the transformations yeah. are amazing and they just they just kind of like liquefy everything uh do you remember that girl when they they come into the club and she's like oh you're cute and then like mm-hmm. kisses him to like put drugs in his mouth yeah she just seems like kind of this this nice free person and then all of a sudden she's laughing and just like pissing on the ground and then like her boobs like extend and become really long and her eyes come out and then you have like a buttocks turn into eyes and like a tongue come out of it and it's just Crazy. deeply 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 disturbing yeah uh it reminded me of berserk a lot a lot yeah. of the designs sure i think i think berserk is is a fair in, uh, comparison to it, uh, but I like their use of color. Yeah, the demons the are like do. very like they're different kind of demons. But I'm saying like super like weird, unique demons like that. Yeah, uh, and I think the way that the show uses color throughout all of it, like at the beginning when everything is kind of pure and high schooly, mm-hmm. you've got like the sunset, uh, and that's used very well. But during this like transformation scene, it's just like a harsh red over everything. And a lot of the demons in that scene and throughout the rest of the show, they're not like super well defined. They're not like insanely no. detailed creatures. It's just like I'm kind of a disgusting blob of yellow or purple. And I think that lack of detail and the way that they can move around like makes them even more terrifying yeah in my opinion yeah i feel like the stronger the demons were the more like humanoid almost they were i mean obviously satan is like yeah completely like, humanoid but like there was that little like demon in second command that I, he was like a like a weird guy with like a mask he's really tiny he looked like a little puffball or something but he had like some rainbow attack i remember oh, the one who used to be uh rio's assistant Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> that weird scene where like she bends over and there's like boobs hanging out yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. that's too sexual yeah and like that man you have no idea what that thing is it's right, so right. funny she just is like a butler with a crazy face for most of the show yeah i was like what's what's going on there <laughs> yeah that was just somebody taking care of satan even though satan didn't yeah, know crazy. he was satan that one day yeah it's like i gotta, gotta take care of you man because you're gonna pay off we haven't uh we haven't talked about rio we haven't talked about satan yeah. all that much and i think we really need to sure uh kyle what did you think about this character throughout the show and how they presented themselves and how did you feel about them as an antagonist? Really good antagonist. Uh, we think he's a good guy straight out. Do you? Do yeah. You think so? Yep. Because uh, he's like, we're going to find these demons. Because in, yeah. in the Put first, a stop to them. In the very first episode in that club, he's yeah. the one that breaks the bottle and yeah. just starts murdering people. And he pulls yeah. out the machine gun on the dock even before. Right. Yes. That's yeah. true. And he says, when he's murdering people in the club, he says, don't worry, they're scum anyway. Yeah. yeah. He's very elitist. But I do think the show is kind of presenting like, hey, no, he's... He's a lot different than Akira, but like what he's fighting for is ultimately good. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, how do you think the show convinces you that? That he's a good guy? Yeah. 
the their relationship, the relationship that they have with each other. He's super caring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically with characters, like, <laughs> it's stupid, but if you just have somebody be the best friend of your main character, you like that best friend more. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, well, uh, they have this relationship. They And the way they bounce off each other and joke with each other, the history they have with each other, it makes you like them. Um, and there's not much else to like him for. I guess he's like, he has some panache. He always has his back. He's helping uh, a lot. I mean, he gives Akira that motorcycle. You know what I mean? And it feels mm-hmm. like he's like helping him along the missions. It feels like he's like the mm-hmm. one who's like, okay, the next demon we're going to find here. Again, when I'm like, putting together the anime I thought it was in the beginning. You know, right. I just thought he's like the taskmaster, the one who's just like giving everybody their yeah, missions. Yeah, the brains. Yeah. And I still think though, Ben, you're right. You're still suspicious of him the entire time. Right. Well, especially when you, when he like has the plan of revealing the demons to everybody in the world mm-hmm. and it's just murdering everyone. He doesn't seem to care that much that people are dying. And I think there's still a scene with the two of them up in that apartment after that. We're just mm-hmm. like, hey, what's going on? Is yeah. everything okay? Yeah, everything's okay. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. There's like this trust that Akira has because yes. like he do you remember uh he like blows up the mother of the 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 paparazzi guy? Like he just puts yeah, a bomb house. in there yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. just blows that mom on the computer. He what do you say? Like don't log in and knowing that she's gonna log in, she's a human, she's gonna have that temptation. Yeah. yeah. Um she had it coming. To him he, she had it coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> I think the way that uh, Rio views the world as so cool uh, because we we talked about uh, these high school kids and they're heavily involved in track and track isn't just like something where they, they can get together and uh, have that jealousy build up or it's not just some extra uh, curricular activity that they can do because they're high school students. Like it's a primary, it's used in the primary theme of the show where in the first episode they're, they're running, you sh- you see them at, track practice and then rio says like running for humans is pointless they can't be fast as fast as these other creatures it's through vehicles it's through machines Mm -hmm. where you know they they kind of shine and then you have miki at the end talking about why she runs it's like i don't know why i do it i i do it because i want to and like i kind of got this sense that she's representing this idea of even though it may not be the most logical thing, even even though I may not like compared to demons or other creatures, I may not be the best at it. If, if you view it as futile, like she's kind of taking joy in that futility. Mm-hmm. And that sort of represents like the view of humanity where it's like they're kind of like flopping around in futility and Rio is like, why? Like, let's just get rid of them. Let's just wipe them out. Like just this mercilessly cold individual uh do you care about that individual do you care about what happens to somebody who views humanity as pointless do i care about him do you care about rio do you care about i was curious to see where his motivations will go and why he's doing what he's doing i mean i obviously i don't like him at the end of it like Mm -hmm. in a like a way i'm supposed to write i don't like him because he's a really bad person he does Mm -hmm. bad things but I was interested in his motivations and like his whole kind of backstory of like how he was born like the Amazon. They found the Amazon, that tribe worshipped him kind of thing. People tried to kill him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was into that, but I mean, I liked him for the reason I was supposed to, I guess. Do you buy, Kyle, that his ultimate motivation was kind of to create this this better world? That uh, do you buy that, that, that really at the heart of this character, uh, that's who he was? Uh, so that's, what's kind of cool is that in the beginning, he doesn't know he's Satan. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, I do think that that guy at the beginning is like, he's got those inclinations, but like, he also like is, I don't think his mission changes, but his, um, how much he believes in himself does when he's he's like, Oh, I'm Satan. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Then let's just destroy the earth. You know what I mean? Like I, I do think that his motivation increases, I guess. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, I do, I do care to see it through. We should talk about the very ending. Yes. Uh, yes. Because uh, we we were talking about this. We were talking about the ending ahead of time. I'd feel bad, but uh, explaining that we have a disagreement. I think the ending. I think the ending that Satan Satan cries mm-hmm. is the whole point of this. Yes, it is. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I, I so like making Satan cry was the thing that didn't happen the first time God destroyed the earth. Mm-hmm. And so Satan cries, God destroys the earth. Satan will be reincarnated, presumably. I think it's going to be good next time around. You think it's going to be you? You mm. you presume based on everything that happened that this this reformation of the earth with the, which they explicitly show with two moons at the very end that yeah. it's going to be good. Yes, cool. I think I think he would be a better person earlier on, but then he would eventually find out what happened to him before, and he'll just be angry. Nah. He'll be angry at God for putting him in this situation he feels like. He's going to remember Akira. He'll remember Akira, but he'll be sad because <laughs> he's dead. He'll be even more upset. Yeah. There's something There's something that I want to say about Satan. Uh, and I talked about honesty at the mm-hmm. beginning of this episode. And if you think about Satan, right, he was cast out from heaven. He was rejected by God. And I think all that Satan really wants in Devilman Crybaby is to be accepted, is to 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 love. Uh, but because of his position, I don't think he can like mentally align himself with believing that he could get that from humans, that he needs to create a more perfect world that in order to feel that acceptance that he's suppressing so deep within himself. And I don't think he's like willing to emotionally admit that he craves acceptance from Akira, that he wants to protect Akira, that he wants to make Akira a devil man so he's strong enough to survive. Like I think I think he's doing all of these things without admitting to himself that he just loves Akira. Yeah. That's why I don't think he cares about anyone else. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care about anyone, just Akira, yeah. Yeah. Um and to me. What is so beautiful, what is an incredible moment at the end of the show is they're fighting, basically the whole world is destroyed, and you have Satan, and you have Akira, and and Satan is basically like giving a confession to Akira. He's like pouring out his feelings, but Akira is dead. He's a corpse. He's been severed uh, from the the torso down. Yeah. Why do you think the show chose to present that confession when Akira is a corpse. Why didn't that come sooner? Do you think that has any meaning at all? Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, uh, does Satan not realize it? I do feel like he look. he's, I think at the end of it, he looks and says like, Akira, Akira, like, yeah, think, like, I feel like he thought he was alive when he was talking. Do, to him. Do you yeah. Think, <clears throat> Which makes it more tragic just, in my He's eyes. just super delusional. If if it's Akira and Satan like holding hands as God destroys the earth, it's a less effective ending. Yeah, like it's almost like Akira had to die for Satan to cry. This is how I feel about so it. So you you think that Satan thought that Akira was alive until like the very 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 end? I think so. I think because that's yeah. I think that's what ultimately makes yeah. brings him to tears because he he realizes he's dead when he's talking to him. After see, a yeah. see, I can. I have like a slightly different reason. I hope I can explain this where I sort of agree with you, but I think it's kind of in line with like Satan sort of living this lie where he's, he's, he's saying like, we need this perfect world for this reason, but is not connecting it with this desire to be approved that at that moment when he starts crying, when he has that realization, when he has that breakdown that is the single moment where he accepts that he destroyed the thing that he wanted all along. That's what I think. Yeah, but he's talking to Akira and he's like, Akira, are you listening to me? And he's like calling him. Then he like notices that he's dead. That's what I interpret sure. it as. I think, I think he knew he was dead the whole time. I guess the distinction that I'm trying to make is he didn't admit it until the end. Okay, maybe, yeah, maybe. I can get that. I can get that. Um, but I could be wrong. That's just my. No, I, can, I mean, I could see that for sure. Uh, I like reading into it, though. I like, I like having guesses because tying back into the end here, uh, I think the question is when we're talking about this this new world that is reborn, and we've seen everything in the show and the certain competing worldviews that we've seen play out in the show, uh, we have to decide what's going to happen. And you say things are going to turn out for the better. Yeah. That that Akira and Satan are going to be there and they're going to learn this time. My question to you is, is there even an Akira and Satan? There's going to be another Satan. There's going to be Satan. I don't think there'll be Akira. Yeah. He's dead, man. He's in heaven. They showed them all like 
sitting down having dinner or whatever at that meal table, right? What? I think so. Like they had like a weird flash after he got shot with the big beam. I'm trying to remember right, but I feel like I totally forget. They were that, like kind of showing totally him like got it. I don't know. Okay. I, I think I remember this, but like showing them kind of like in heaven. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Akira's and, coming. Back. Like the whole thing to me, like Satan's alone. Like that's the thing. Like, right. Akira's gone. He he'll never be there. He's alone now. But I th- I. Th- Pretty sure now you guys are making me doubt this, but I was like 100% sure. This you wouldn't make like that, that up. You wouldn't make that up, okay. I feel like. So yeah, I got to trust Brad on that one. I didn't, Now I want to go and just watch the, yeah, yeah. the final like Track, check five that. minutes of the show. Um, check the tape. But going on with this discussion of the ending, uh, Brad, Kyle's expressing this this, this like sentiment of hope mm-hmm. that it can turn out for the best. Do you think that is what Devil May Cry Baby is saying? Do you sort of agree with that line of hope or do you take a more cynical uh, route? I t- definitely take a more cynical route with this one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I definitely think it's going to repeat again life, Satan on the world. It's going to end again because like this, the, the it kind of showed me, I feel like it was like a theme like that. They showed uh, they were there on the planet with the time of the dinosaurs. Then God gave like the hard reset mm-hmm. and now he did it again and I feel like Satan is going to go back to his old ways because he's, his nature is rebellion against God. So they're always going to clash. The world's going to reset. Satan's going to influence the world and it's going to turn to shit like it did this time. Satan you never know, cried the other times. I know, but like, he might be more angry now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We need a sequel. That would be interesting if they did that. Just like another reboot. Yeah, it'd be insane. I would not watch it. Think, thinking about it a little bit more, I, I guess I have like kind of a more neutral stance. Sure. I, I, I do think the same forces are going to be at play again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, like what Devil Man Crybaby goes out of its way to say, where it's like, it's brutally honest in this, such a refreshing way where I think it tells you straight up, it's like, hey, you have to accept that the world is a shitty place and that sometimes you're going to be like Akira and you're going to be like Miki and you're going to be fighting and you could frame that fight as futile. Like mm-hmm. you on your own, aren't going to be able to do much. But I think if you're somebody who is going to to fight, you can find value in that fight. You can find value in like being able to, to cry at things like Akira did mm-hmm. or, or believe until the last minute like Miki did. Like if you can find purpose in that futility, like maybe it will turn out the other way. Like maybe you you do this situation and you just repeat it over and over again and sometimes Akira is cut in half and Satan wins and everything's sad. And sometimes Akira and Miki are on that motorcycle and everything's happy and it's an ideal world. Like, I think what Devilman Crybaby is, is saying or what I'm interpreting it to say is that the world is a place where both things can happen. Uh, and I think that realistic perspective is why the story was yeah. so effective for me. I don't know. Yeah. Kyle? Totally. Yeah. Does that sound like complete BS to you? No. I think that's I think it's yeah. good. Think- okay. Balance and the force, light and dark side. <laughs> I want to keep talking about this forever. We're rapidly running out of time. We got a stream to do. Just a ten, 10 episode series. Just Isn't 10 that episode crazy? series. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's so much to talk good about. Good length. Yeah, Didn't yeah, need to be cool. any longer. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and like Brad, uh, when we did the Helsing Ultimate episode, Kyle, that was our last episode before this. Mm-hmm. I uh, I enjoyed it, but it was like it was one of those things that you enjoyed where you kind of watched and you're like, oh, that was cool, and then you kind of put back on the shelf. Sitting here and, and talking to you guys and recounting these scenes, it has honestly filled me with like so much emotion. I've doubt myself on on certain takes on events, but like I want to keep digging with it. Like I don't want to put it back on the shelf. I want to keep digging because like it it brought things out of me, and that's yeah, that is the yeah. Best well, I mean, I just think Helsing and this are completely different. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Helsing is just like sick action. Yeah, no, that is not. It's not an attempt to to. Trash on Helsing, that is an attempt to like praise what Devil Man Crybaby yeah, brought out of me, and I think it's really cool. Um, but for the final part of our show, we're going to talk about recommendations. Anime. And if you guys want to recommend something that is it. anime, whatever you one. want, we've recommended games, we've recommended whatever. I got uh, one. Take me away, Brad. I'm going to recommend Dragon Ball. Okay. Just Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z, the original Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who grew up uh, initially with Z, then I've seen a lot of Dragon Ball, but now I'm going through it again, or I'm going through it and getting past stuff I've never seen before. Yeah. I'm getting so much more appreciation and context just from these characters and situations, seeing like more where they're coming from, more 
from like the I don't man I don't want to spoil like other characters but like okay Krillin and like getting the relationship between Krillin and Goku as they're growing up training with Master Roshi has given me so much more appreciation for moments in Dragon Ball Z. Um, I think it's I think if you've not seen Dragon Ball, which I know a lot of people here start with Dragon Ball Z, I think mm-hmm. you should totally watch it. Do it to yourself. It's a different kind of show. It's a there's more adventure, but there is elements of Dragon Ball Z esque in it. The fighting you think of like that. Yeah. Super great, great animation. Love the story. Love the characters. Just good stuff, man. It's, it's expanding on a world I love already in a great way. Yeah. Like uh, when I think about, I think about it like the Star Wars and the Star Wars prequels. But it's a prequel I really like, actually. Nice. Um, what's interesting, Brad, is before you were watching Dragon Ball, you were watching Dragon Ball Super, and so you were at the end. Yeah, yeah. And you're going back to the beginning. Yeah, man. Uh, just in terms of like pace and tone. Like, do you do you have a preference? Are they wildly different? Are there a lot of similarities oh, man, there, between the two for you? There's similarities for sure, but there is, each series, I feel like, kind of has its own identity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dragon Ball's identity is more so adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to Z. Like, Z, like, there's definitely adventure, like, going to Namek, collecting Dragon Balls. But I feel like the Dragon Balls themselves are so much more important in Dragon Ball. Because, you know, there is no, like like necessarily like aliens yet coming in like they're not traveling to different planets right. yet or anything like that just way more small scale and appropriate size that builds up in like a, a way that makes sense from dragon ball to dragon ball z yeah i uh, i really like that you bring up travel because like at, in dragon ball super you know goku has instant transmission can get anywhere yes. in the blink of an eye uh they can travel thanks to Whis between universes very very yeah, quickly yeah, yeah, yeah. and so very rarely I feel like you're going to a place in Dragon Ball Super and you're just at a bunch of different places. Whereas mm-hmm. in Dragon Ball, I think there is a lot of story yeah, in a lot the, of traveling. Yeah. the progression from one place Showing to another. Showing like a lot of the world yeah. actually that, that that Dragon Ball takes place in. Like I know they show some in Z a little, but this one you definitely see more of the world. Like and you see like a bunch of like weird creatures like fox do like there's so many animals just in this show. People nice. are just animals. It's rad. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. Good fights. Yep. Lore. Kyle, do you have a recommendation? I have a soft recommendation. It's just something <laughs> something I'm watching right now that I kind of like haven't watched many much of it. Uh, Kyle, I just yeah. want to jump in really quickly. We yeah. should change the recommendation segment to what we're watching right now segment because sure. I feel like that's a more literal take on what it is because my thing, I haven't finished it either, but I'm going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so. a show called Overlord. Oh, nice. Do you know this? I know I know of it and I want to watch it, but I have not yet. So I'm okay. excited to hear about it. So here's yeah. the premise. And here's it's one of those shows where like I'll fall asleep to it. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm interested mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a guy stuck in an MMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dude, I just looked at this too. Like same thing? two days ago. Yeah. Here's what's so cool is the protagonist is just this giant skull dude. His yeah. face is a skull. Okay. It rarely ever opens. It only opens if he's surprised. Okay. He's like, oh. Uh, But most of the dialogue just comes through his clenched teeth. Um, What is cool about it is that, kind of like what we were just talking about with with Devilman Crybaby, uh, the struggle is not this guy's strength. He's an over-leveled character in an MMO, and so he just handles everything easily. Okay. Uh, the, The struggle is just like, what's going on and why am I stuck in this MMO? How do I navigate this situation without telling all these NPCs I'm a human? So yeah, like he's that. the only human in there, right? So far, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with with that sort of situation where he's trying to not be uncovered and he's so powerful, is it humorous or are they playing it pretty straight? It is It is very humorous. Okay. Uh, not in that I'm laughing the whole time, but humorous in tone. Okay. When I um with any, hey, I'm in a video game or an M- I'm in an MMO right now, which is a which is a very popular a thing that has yeah. been happening a lot. Uh, I think it is easy, I guess, to say it really quickly to go for like super basic stuff, like basic video game jokes or things that you would expect. Are you encountering a lot of that, or this humor that you're talking about, this story? Does it feel? Pretty fresh. Yeah, the, the jokes are not about the games at all. It's actually kind of like the fun context of okay. us like, oh, I have this item and it has these specific rules. Oh, because an MMO would have rules like that. Gotcha. I have spells with cooldowns. And it's not like, isn't this funny, us gamers? It's like, that's just the rules of this world. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I think what I was trying to say is sometimes it feels like these shows, like they, they have this premise, but there's nothing beyond that. It just is the premise. It is person in MMO and there's nothing else to describe beyond it. This yeah. sounds like a frame for a story basically like there's something beyond what it's 
synopsis. And I think I'm only five episodes in, so we'll see. Okay. He could still fall in love and make an angel baby. Okay. (laughs) But right now you would recommend it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fairy baby. They had a fairy baby in Sword Art Online. What? Yeah, they have a little fairy Wait, baby. Wait, did you watch Sword Art Online? Yes. Okay, Kyle. Because so- it starts off really cool. Sword Art Online starts off like that starts really like I love the scenario. Yeah. Again, yeah. stuck in an MMO. Right, right, right. Life or death scenario. If you die in this MMO, you die. That's right. cool. But then yeah, then it just gets real bad. So that's that's what I've heard. <laughs> I have not seen a single episode of Sword Art Online. It. But I've it. seen a lot of people just completely dump on it in yeah. really amusing ways. And they're dumping on it so much. We're like, I'm kind of curious. I sure. want to see the train wreck. Yeah. Uh, but you no, you no were saying you. you were saying that the no, no Overlord does not yeah. fall into that You know what? They, they adopt the fairy baby, just to be fair. But then it, it's like, mama, papa. Oh. Yeah, it's real bad. It's real gross. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Save me some time. Yep. Save the, some time. The show that I want to talk about, I've watched 10 episodes of it. I've wanted to watch this show for a long time. Like since Easy Anime started, I've wanted to watch this show. And I'm finally s- starting to watch it. Uh, the, melancholy, the Melancholy of Haruhi oh, yeah, yeah, Suzumiya. Yeah. And uh, like we were confusing. talking about, do you remember when you said that uh, that uh, Devil Man Cry Baby starts off with these kind of jolly high school vibes? Mm-hmm. Absolutely that is the case yeah. here where you have kind of this this loud, easily bored high school girl, uh, Haruhi, uh, and you have this this slacker, typical protagonist in any anime character who like finds her attractive and talks about her being attractive, and you think it's going to be kind of this slice-of-life thing. And I don't want to ruin it, but it is a really fun time, and I think what the reason why it's so fun is it kind of takes the innateness of the fun high school setting, like what's innately fun about a- watching anime characters mm-hmm. bounce around in high school. It has that stuff, uh, but there's also aliens. There's also espers. There's also time travelers. Nice. And so you'll have all of that stuff going on, and you'll have kind of these crazy occult things thrown in. And I haven't been completely blown away with it. I'm not like absolutely in love with it. But it's filling a very good point for me right now in my viewing schedule where like I'm slowly working through Dragon Ball Super, which I'm enjoying for a lot of reasons. But I'm also getting frustrated at with a lot of reasons uh, because there are just times where I'm like, Dragon Ball Super, you know, I'm like 83 episodes into you and I like you, but sometimes you just take too long to do something. Sure. And so it's nice having something uh, a little lighter, uh, a little... Uh, yeah, I think there was uh, episodes are in like a weird order too. So that's the last thing that I want to talk about with Haruhi Suzumiya is there's like a bunch of different ways that you can watch it. Oh, there's you, like, like a broadcast do, order. Do your research before there's watching like a, this one. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a broadcast order. There's a chronological order, and basic. So it's based on a light novel, uh, and basically the way that a lot of the ways that you can watch it just kind of shuffles around the mm-hmm. core story and like. You can watch it in a way where there's some filler spreading out the core story, or you can get a lot of the core story up front. And so if you do choose to watch it, it's on Crunchyroll. Uh, it's on Funimation. You can also buy it on Blu-ray. Um, and I think it is a fun time. I'm enjoying it mm-hmm. so far. I'm curious how I will feel once I get through the second season uh, and finish off the first season, watch the second season, and, and do the movie. But I'm having a good time with it so far. What I am doing is I'm not putting too much thought into how I'm watching it. It's like when I'm watching it on a streaming service, I'm just watching episode one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Uh, when I'm throwing in the Blu-ray, I'm just watching you know, whatever episode I'm going. Because to be honest with you, when I said like, hey, I'm just watching the show to have a good time, I really mean it. Like I'm usually pretty tired, falling asleep, mm-hmm. uh, as Kyle Bossman is aware with for anime. So maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm not watching no, it in the man. best way. You're having fun, so... But yeah, I'm just I'm You're just having watching a good time, it dude. in. Don't make it work. That's order. victory. Yeah, yeah. But if you do choose to watch it, that might be something you want to look into yeah. and research. But fun show. I'm glad I'm finally watching it. Uh, and yeah, that's gonna be yeah. Amazing. We did it. Yeah. Uh, there's one last thing that we should say. The reason this episode took so long is there were scheduling conflicts that came up, and we just kept pushing it off. Uh, this is a show that we don't prioritize over. Other obligations, Correct. and so it kind of got pushed into oblivion. Um, but moving forward, what we talked about, we're having a hard time figuring out the scheduling for Easy Anime, and so it is not something that we're going to commit to um, to a monthly thing. We don't know when the next episode is going yeah, to be. Yeah, and I think it's a important reason why we're doing that is because sometimes the stuff we take on is super long. 
Right. Sometimes, like, Ben, I know we've been, like, cramming through anime sometimes like that. Yeah. I just don't think that's fun when you do that a lot. Absolutely. And we've had, you know, like, uh, the the Hajime no Ipa episode where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's try to cram through this huge shonen anime that we really like. Yeah. But it's like, oh, wait, we were all, you know, I was only able to get through 40 episodes. Oh, damn, that sucks. Uh, we don't want to do that. Like, right. you know, we want to be able to come and and talk about it and give you... You know, mm-hmm. as an informed opinion as we possibly can. We're probably going to make a lot of yeah, mistakes like, along the way. I want to talk about but, it when we feel like we're ready to talk about it. Yeah. And so, uh, absolutely. And as much as I enjoy talking about anime with Brad and Kyle and Huber and whoever else wants to be on, uh, we are also focused on video games yep. as well. <laughs> and those are t- so Those are usually the priority. Trying to watch mm-hmm. anime and play through... You know, multiple Divinity. 20, 50, yeah. 60, 100 hour <laughs> games to get through. Uh, yeah. But you know what, though? The VO for the Divinity Review is done. All we need to do is cut that thing up. Whoa. Now finally, finally just be off the back. Nice. We'll Dude, that that's down. a huge backpack yeah. to take yeah. off and put down. And so I'm sorry if you're, you're, you're hearing this and you're disappointed, but... You know, there's also been a lot of times where we've promised dates for things like Easy Anime, not just Easy Anime, but Easy Anime in this particular instance, and we weren't able to do that. And I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to tell you something's going to happen and it doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. so I'd rather be more upfront and say, like, we don't know when this is going to happen uh, and go from there. But I, I, I think that's it. good policy. Yeah. yeah. I hope you enjoy doing it. Brad. Yeah, man. I it's hope, good stuff. Kyle, I hope you enjoy when you're on here. Yeah, I mean, 10 episodes beginning to end is like really nice. Yes. That's, that's a good yeah, That's a good thing. Not throwing one nice. piece at you or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, it's been a long time since we've done Easy Anime. Uh, it's been a while since the Helsing episode, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and we will see you on the next time on Easy May. We will see you when we see you.